This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We wanna send you off in style We wanna welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Malphorn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We uh, I, I, we planned today to just re- reiterate what our original mission statement was for, for the sake of our guest and for those tuning in for the first time. There might be someone out there. This is a podcast <laughs> where we drive comedians in our car and record in it like a mobile studio. Sometimes they're in the olden days. Uh, to the tour from the airport. Isn't that correct, yeah. Karen? It is. I affirm that what you just said is true. We had to stop doing it when the great quarantine of 2020 began. Yeah. Um, and although it we has had, been great. It has been a gorgeous quarter, uh <laughs> for me anyway. I've, I've come back to myself. I've rested. I've relaxed. Uh, my skin's cleared up. But, um, you know, so it's the concept of this podcast has changed, but the spirit remains the same yes and so with that i think we should introduce our guest today yes yes i just wanted to say that off the bat i mean we always assume that it's repeat listeners but there might be someone new what if they choose this episode and they're like what part of this is about giving a ride i'm furious yeah i'm confused i don't get it yeah why did i saw this on a facebook ad and now i clicked over and none of this is making sense it's a terrible did, chris did i tell you i bought on. a bunch of facebook ads yeah oh yeah yeah my <laughs> phone's blowing up <laughs> <laughs> so please welcome our guest for today um brilliant comedian and all-around wonderful personality kyle mazona hello thank you for having me <laughs> you're welcome did i pronounce your last name correctly well, how did you say it? I just... Mizono? Mizono, yeah. Great. Okay, good. <laughs> I Every time I go into any introduction like that, this right before I say yeah. anyone's name, I go, I don't actually know how to pronounce this. I, I do it every time. Yeah. Even if it's the name of someone that I grew up with and I've known my entire <laughs> life, a slight panic 
I, I, it's a hang up I have. A slight panic overcomes me. What if yeah. I forgot this name of someone I've known 30 years? Yeah, I, that's why I can't do like hosting stuff. I'll, I'll like just butcher everybody's name because I get so nervous. Like, yeah, I don't, can't do it. Do you have a moment in your life where you remember going, because I do, where I totally was drawing a blank and I had to pretend to have abdominal pain and lean forward? <laughs> And, and as I was leaning forward, pretending to be in pain, I remembered the guy's name. And so I was like, oh, sorry, everyone. Uh, Kenny Smith. <laughs> now I remember his name. Now I remember his name. Usually I just like you, you just go, uh, you introduce the well, I, when I introduce people. I think that's when I always get like a little nervous. So I'll yes. usually just introduce the person that I know and then just be like, OK, you want to fill that in? Yeah. <laughs> like Pick up. Yeah, just take like, your cue. Yeah, I'm just doing my part. So then <laughs> I've done that so many times where it's um, it's people that I've known for a long time. Like there's no like you're saying, Chris, like there's no excuse where there's like a pause. And sometimes there's people. This is why I hate parties. This is why I don't go out a lot of time, because if it were happening to me, I would just see it and say my name and be like, yeah, there's something's happening with that person and I need to say my name instead. But, you know, there's those people that stand there like um, they immediately get pissy and bitter of just like, no, say it, say yeah. my name where it's like I've had that happen to me or I'm just like, you know, my friend Jamie. Right. And I'm just pretending like I'm closer to the person whose name I've forgotten <laughs> than the person that I'm introducing them to. <laughs> you guys would love each other. You just start filling in where you want the conversation to go and hope to God they say it. I've done it so many times. It's bad. I just start listing the interests, showing off how much I do know about each person <laughs> with that. So it's, it bypasses me forgetting a word, really. I mean, if I could defend forgetting someone's name for a minute, it's just a word applied yeah. to a person. It doesn't mean that I don't love them and that I don't think about them sometimes. I, j I just forgot this one word that they grew up with. It's a word. <laughs> It's a word. We all forget no, I, words. <laughs> I feel like, Kyle, I remember your name very well. I mean, I, I felt really strong about it as I did it. And <laughs> then I went, oh, shit, am I am I over? Am I getting too cocky about this? But the reason I remember your name and remember you so well is because long ago, I would say it was like eight years ago, at, around Christmas time, I was home at my parents' house in Northern California, and I was asked to um, do a show at the Lost weekend video store which is this cool spot in the mission district in san francisco and it was booked with like a handful of um bay area comics and there was a per oh no names will be named but there was it the host was amazing i believe it was kevin o'shea uh -huh. was the host um like everybody on the show was hilarious and then one person was a drop-in who truly brought the show to a grinding halt and like just it was like silence and i was standing in the back going you, it, like this beautiful show was like blooming and growing and about to be this amazing thing and i'm standing in the back like really nervous i'm the headliner it's like a very big deal to me to do well in my hometown and then boom just terribleness and i'm standing there staring at the stage like what's gonna happen now because i thought so many like it was like a handful of people had gone on already so i was next but 
Kyle was next and Kyle went on stage and fucking blew the doors up. She took <laughs> this show. She picked it all the way up off the floor and put it up at the ceiling again. It was I was so grateful to you and such an immediate thousand percent fan of your comedy because you killed it. You were so good that night. It's really nice because usually I feel like I hold the energy. <laughs> You did not. So that's really not at all. And all the other people, it was a really, you know, because the last weekend video store, it was this downstairs thing. So I think there was about 30 seats, you know, it was was like very intimate. And I was very worried. I was really nervous and I wanted to do well. It was when I was doing my comedy songs, which I had a lot of shame about being like a guitar comic. So there was, I, it was, I had a lot of tension and I wanted it to be awesome i wanted it to be great and it really was and then it was just like all of this good faith and all of this great energy just fucking got deflated out of the room and then i was just like okay so i now i'm the opener basically on my like on my own headlining thing and you did that bit i'm not gonna be able to remember like the details but you did a thing where you acted something out while you played a song that was kind of like your closer do you know what i'm talking about i feel like i used to do so many like real (sighs) like it was so funny bits yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember it could have been maybe like a was it prince or something i think so i think so whatever it was it just destroyed it was just such a great thing to watch and that was just like we were back to we were back to the steel it was just good time and and kyle i it's it's all truthful because i remember when karen first told me about this so yeah Yeah, about you saving the day. Yeah. Just personally. Yeah. Just personally. She's yeah. not blowing smoke. No. I've heard that this was... story and that mm-hmm. I can confirm its truth. Mm-hmm. That is really nice because yeah. truthfully, I'm always, I think that with like the type of comedy I like to do, it's really hit or miss, but that's like a good environment <laughs> that is very open to yes. that kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, I definitely have sucked the energy out of her room. Same. More times. <laughs> More. <laughs> I just watched a clip of yours about your uh, your screen name, Dad oh, Evil. No. I, oh, no. I la- oh, is that something you don't like anymore? <laughs> well, I just like because I feel like I've just changed so much. It's just very hard to. I try to take down any like leave any stand up up on, even though no, I feel like that's what people stand like. in it. I know just I'm embarrassed about some of it. there's bits that are 20 years old that evolved that are just in their premature stage floating around on YouTube. <laughs> and I think about them all the time. I understand. I understand. But it's good to show an arc. I get that sometimes where I'm just like, I'm so ashamed or whatever. But then it's like, but then people can actually see, you yeah. You know, it's comedy does take a lot of doing to get to a place where you're like, yeah, watch this shit. You know what I mean? It like, yeah. it takes a while. So we have, we all start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there are only 10 minutes of my act that I would uh, feel proud to show someone. <laughs> Chris, what can you do um, the bit that you're talking about for Kyle? <laughs> Let's see you do it and see if it's any good. Around the time uh, th- before she chose this screen name, a mm-hmm. lot of girls, a lot of kids were designating <laughs> themselves with T-shirts, whether or not they were an angel or a devil. Even sometimes <laughs> kids would get so specific where the shirt would say 90% angel, 10% devil. So mm-hmm. they were they were they were more complicated children. Sure. 
but but she Kyle knew that she was a devil. Okay, she's like, and my username is definitely going to let people know that I'm evil inside. And around that same time, the phrase "da bomb" uh, was being used a lot. She was she was fond of that phrase, so she thought, why not combine that I'm a devil with the phrase "da bomb" and go with "da devil." But when you read it, all lowercase, no punctuation, it says dad evil. So she was finding herself in, in very bizarre chat rooms as dad evil. And and then and then the next joke. No, I don't, see, it's very hard to that do. That was really good. I think you I, actually made it better. I, I I'm, I'm happy with how much I remembered. Considering I don't remember names. Now I'll do a bit of Chris's. Chris was masturbating one time. Oh. <laughs> Is this my baloney in the mattress joke? <laughs> From when I Oh was... no, I was trying to do the parents the parents oh. in the doorway joke, but I, I think I screwed it up. No, actually. no. Yeah, you did kind of uh, bury the lead. Yeah, I'm, um I'll go ahead and cancel this um performance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ever remember. I remember doing um, doing shows and texting my friends. I remember texting Lizzie Cooperman one time and going, can you remember any jokes that you've ever seen me do? Because I was at a show and I couldn't remember how any of my jokes went. Yeah. I was just like, any, have you seen me do anything recently that you that thought was funny? And then she'd be like, there was this bubble. And I'm like, that was just an intro. I need hard jokes. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? Like, there's something that's so... I feel like people don't understand really how stressful and like taxing comedy is to your brain. Yeah. Knowing to make the right choices. Yeah. Or no? I, Do you disagree, Kyle? Well, <laughs> she's like, it's super easy. No, it's just my face. It's just my default face of just <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I mean, the weird thing is, is that I think I, when I started, I was doing more jokes, but I think at this point, I mean, this during quarantine, I haven't, I stopped doing any Zoom shows, so I have not been performing at all. So mm. I don't even, when things get back to normal, who knows what I'll be doing. But I kind of like towards the end was like, or before quarantine was getting to a point where I was like, I just want to put on little comedy plays. <laughs> I don't want to write jokes. I just hate having a notebook. I don't really, it sounds funny and then you say it and people don't like it. It's not a joke. So... <laughs> I'm like, I just want to do like child, you know, so I don't really know. I, I've just never been a joke, right? I've never really understood how to construct something. But, but although you really constructed my joke, that so it sounded more like a joke in your words. Well, that's because I'm, I'm the same as you. I don't ever write a joke out and think, oh, there's a perfectly formed joke that I'm going <laughs> to recite. It's something that I finish the writing through performing it the way you say it. Yeah. And and so I fall back on that to where I just go on stage with premises and see like, well, let's see if I think of a funny way to end this. You know, the punchline, <laughs> the most important part. <laughs> I leave that yeah. up to chance or defense mechanism ability to just conjure something, which is not the best. A lot of people wouldn't go into, say, a business meeting with that. Plan. Well, it's the hardest, but 
isn't that the best feeling when you do discover something on stage, like when you're in it and then it does come to you, like the hardest way it could come to you and then it actually does? Like, I remember I've written tags on stage and then felt like I wanted to fucking punch someone in the face. I felt so powerful. It was just like, did you fucking hear what I just made up? Like, that's perfect. Like, to, that's what I was always in it for. But it yeah. didn't happen that often. I just that was. That was the high I was chasing. Karen celebrates with violence. <laughs> <laughs> That's a party to me. That's what I like. Was that that joke that you wish I hadn't brought up, Kyle? Was yeah. that at uh, the Cheaper Than Therapy show? You know, I think that was a Hello Giggle show. Oh, okay. Which, I think you're right. Yeah, I think which I, I don't really know what that really was. I think it was just Hello Giggles was put up, put on a show. Yeah. Was well, Ed Hansen the host? I don't even, I don't remember. Hmm. Uh, have you done that Cheaper Than Therapy show? Well, is Cheaper Than Therapy in San Francisco? It is, yeah. And, and then, I, for some, I'm, I'm just wanting it to have been there because it looks like the same place. But it's, there's downtown? no microphone. Yeah. Oh, it's, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> right. That show is so that show is so funny. You always feel what? like you're putting on a one man show. Right. <laughs> Suddenly what I've never known like when you see someone doing a late night show and they have like a Janet Jackson mic and they're gesticulating and they're moving their hands around. I'm like, I don't know. I would put my hands in my pocket. I I so it was good for me. Because you are, yeah, it feels like you're giving a presentation. All of a sudden, you have to project and speak from your diaphragm and things that yeah. drama teachers. T that's the last time I had a lesson. High school. Wait, drama. so wait, is this a show that's in a theater, Kyle? It or is. Like, this is, is this theater. like a home, San Francisco home show type of thing? Is, it, wait, is that where you're from originally? Yeah. yeah. I'm from San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, it's downtown and it's like the back, but for whatever reason, they don't have a microphone. <laughs> I think they might now. And it horrified me just going into it. But after a couple shows, because I did like a week there, by the end, I think it helped me because all of a sudden I was figuring out where I needed to project and maybe uh, use, you know, just innate uh, performance things that I don't always think about. I, at the end of it, I feel like it made me better. Like, I rely on technology for my comedy. <laughs> I think I rely on the projection. Well, you get comfortable and used to it being a certain way. I remember one time I had to do a set and the mic, um, it was the mic stand was prepped for a musician that was going after me. So the mic cord was wrapped all the way around. Like, it literally was wrapped around the mic stand 55 times. Like, I wasn't going to stand there and undo the whole thing. So I had to be a comic that stands in front of the mic stand which i've never done in my life and it fucked me up so bad in the weird where i went oh wow that's a real make or break element so wait will you but first will you tell will you tell us about the because i don't know anything about this show so kyle will you tell us about whatever the show is the cheaper than therapy yeah, yeah. Is it just a regular show? It's just, just a stand-up. It's just, I think it's just so, you just remember it because there's no mic and that's yeah. like part of it. <laughs> like, yeah. they're like, okay, you're going to go. But I think there was a stool, which is interesting that <laughs> they have a stool, but the, they didn't have the mic. So you could go out there. And it definitely messed me up because I think something about that room, I feel like really required me to have jokes and punchlines. 
And I think I kind of was like, oh, I'm just going to figure out what I do there. But I don't think that's the kind of space for that. <laughs> yeah. It, Unless it, you're really funny. It you makes know? you, it made me do stand up differently. And in the end, I was happy for it. But yeah, there's a stool. You feel like you should be doing space work. You feel like you should be wearing a black turtleneck. Like that's, a, like that's a, actual, a theater. That's like a one man show. Yeah. yeah it's not yeah. stand up comedy. <laughs> but it worked. I'm telling I, in my opinion, it worked. It's just, it was very scary to do it for the first couple shows. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. bad. Was it like a bunch of seats? Uh, like there were pretty two, big rooms. Like two rooms. 50 one, people? Yeah. 50 in one, maybe 75 to a 80 in the other. I don't know why I had to say something. And no mics in either? No uh, mics every, anywhere. Yeah, no mics to be found. It was that's I was, very San Francisco. I'm sorry to judge, but that is that's some San Francisco bullshit right I, there. I <laughs> I promise you, it was good. Uh, it it just was very scary at first, and I think they do have microphones now. Oh, yeah. So obviously, it road doesn't. trip. Yeah, yeah. I wonder when let's they... go. <laughs> let's get up there. So, Kyle, you haven't been. Did you try these Zoom shows for a little while? I did, but I think that this is probably bad to say as a because I feel like as a performer, you're supposed to be like you grind or you know you work hard. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I just think that the Zoom. It's like I have a, already a problem of phoning things in because I do like to just go on stage and just sort of write down something and figure it out, which yeah. go really bad. And um, <laughs> so Zoom is bad for me because I immediately was just phoning it in. So then I just was like, I don't really want to take up people's time or, you know, and take up other spots by doing something. I, I did a show and I had like I just got a, adopted a dog and I was just like, Look at my dog yeah. here. <laughs> and it was just, I just was like, this is someone's time. You know, someone yeah. comic is like writing jokes furiously and yeah. I'm just like here messing around. So I'm yeah. going to wait till things are normal and I but, can like, you know. Can I give you a, a joke idea off of that? Yeah. <laughs> you can do the exact same thing where you're just holding up your dog like, look, it's my dog. And then it's like, this is just like a one of those dog videos that people share on social media, but it's happening right now. You know, something a lot. I'm not saying it's a hard joke, but I'm saying conceptually, if you want to do like a joke play, like you were saying before, it's like real, a real life dog video. Yeah. But it's, but it's happening in front of you. What's or, better than a dog yeah. video on YouTube? Well, it's this dog. This is real. a dog zoom. Or my instinct <laughs> would, would just be go the ventriloquism route and, oh. and oh, yeah. put words in the dog's mouth. That sounds fun. That's I think too. that's actually kind of what I did. See, I was I just knew like, it. See, I knew it. It was good. It was <laughs> a lot of wasted time. <laughs> well, the host was like, well, that's it. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, I know you what know you're what, saying. Though, every time I had done a Zoom show, I feel like it just devolved into me doing a tour of my house. <laughs> Just walking around with an iPad. Here's some wallpaper I put up. Uh, if I tell a joke, I'm not going to hear any laughs. That's the issue. Yes. There's no energy to kind of feed off no, of it. So you got to tell. This is good. I'll, I'll keep trying. Yeah. Tell stories yeah. or show pets. I think it's also I perform a lot off of anxiety and like being nervous. And that really kind of does something for me. So if I'm in my 
house. It's like, I feel so, I need to feel like unsafe, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are there things That's you true. do to feel unsafe? Like I used to, once I got comfortable on stage, I would just drink a ton of coffee to manufacture. Oh yeah. I that do. unsafe, jittery, anxious feeling that I need to. Just doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, yeah. I had to do that for this. <laughs> <laughs> to seem like alive um but yeah I, I used to drink red bull which was really bad yeah uh, but man it just works or <laughs> if not psychologically i was a real red bull i would drink red bull or i'd run around the block before shows oh you're a little bit sweaty. You have a little bit of a glow. Every time I run around the... Yes, sweaty. People love a sweaty performer. It means yes, they you're do. a professional. It's and, like Michael uh, Jackson. Yeah, every time I've run or been forced to run because I'm late or something, my, my dream is to just run to a venue, run in the door, and immediately run on stage. <laughs> so there's no downtime. You're not yes. in a green room. Uh, you know, making conversation or having questions asked. I just want to run into the building, do the set, and then run the fuck out the back door when I'm done. You'll get there. I really, Karen? <laughs> Thank yes, you. Yes, your dreams are going to come true. You'll be able to run. <laughs> yeah, Let's or see. it's that, or you end up just telling stories. Like, I. that's what Zoom shows have done for me. So maybe that's a good thing to come from it. Oh, I'm a storyteller now. <laughs> <laughs> now you can do all these storytelling shows. Yeah. I just don't right. even, I don't have any story. I, I don't. It's, you I don't have think stories? It, There's dad evil? <laughs> <laughs> dad evil is fucking gold. You start with that. That that whole show opens up to you. I, I really liked it. I... <laughs> it's really funny. Wait, can you... Do you remember the thing I'm talking about with the prince and the, the music cue? I think Just what, say it, please. I think what it was, was I would play... a. So last weekend was pretty cool because you could like hook up your phone. It was such a small space. I could hook up my phone and hold it while I was on stage. So yeah. I think what it was, was the thing. There's two things I used to do. One thing was I used to hide behind a curtain and go poison. <laughs> so I don't know if that was that. I go, and do poison. Safe. <laughs> I don't know what that, how that, like what, how I even ended it. I think it just came out and was like, hello. <laughs> and so Belle Biv DeVoe wasn't playing. It was okay, just so using. It could have been that one, or I would play like beginning of a Prince song. And then in this part, just sort of like do a move and then yeah. just restart it and do the move again. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. <laughs> it was so good. It was really good. The whole thing was good, though. It was like a real, um, you know what it is? And it's like, this doesn't happen that often. And I get so excited because also I always when I watch women do stand up, I get so excited for them. It doesn't happen. It's happened so much more often now. But I started in 1990. And so it would be like one out of 10 or one out of 20. So watching 
a woman get on stage and kill is it truly it's like better than when I do it for myself because it's just like we can fuck yeah fuck you like it, again I want to punch people because it's that thing of like you know it's always that you're in this dude world where dudes are kind of like setting this tone and it's just like a tone that like oftentimes would fuck me by the time I got on stage because it's just like well now you're you know you listen to all those jokes now you have to adjust to my thing whereas like a really funny woman gets up and then you're just like that's right now that you know like your mind has been opened and you don't have this kind of like you're not hanging out with the dudes like you're with the funny people which is how it is usually for comics so watching you do that it was like that audience got they got readjusted to hilarity but also authenticity because you were just and maybe it was because you're like you know that that space is so good like they came to you so you just got to do your thing and there wasn't a lot of like um it wasn't effortful at all it just really truly was just like i'm just gonna you know go up there and do my solid 10 as myself which they adored it was just a great thing to see Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, yeah. where where are you right now? Are you, I see behind you some sort of a screen. Give us your address. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I actually, I was going to be like in a like darker. I feel embarrassed that I'm in such a well-lit space. But is this like um, my boyfriend's little office area? Well, nice. something something needs to be performed <laughs> in front of that that sheet. I want to say a green oh, screen. That's, thing. Yeah, that's like the gray for screen. A gray screen. Self tape stuff. Which yeah, I heard oh, yeah. a nice warm gray is what you should uh, do self tapes in front of. And yeah. there it is. I mean, I'm not good. I just you know. You just got the you just, just got the big sheet. I, I, I'm like at least it'll look like there's gray, you know. <laughs> but I don't think the thing is very good. But you know, I'm trying. But again, that's just like a zoom. How can a self tape feel good? There's nothing. It, it long ago when I used to do it. There's nothing that made me feel dumber than being recorded, being like. But Carol, I need you to give me that piece of paper. Like, it's stupid. It's a stupid thing to do. It's a stupid thing for an adult to try really hard at. Like, it's a setup in every way. Like, if you're not a dipshit, you should feel stupid yeah. acting by yourself into, like, an iPhone. I think that about acting in general. You should be yeah. ashamed of yourself. You should be. You're, you're pretending right and you're an adult. If you're ashamed, you're doing it right. If you're ashamed, you're smart. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. But at least I have the background, so. <laughs> no, it's you, just, that's the only reason I brought it up is it seems like you're in a professional setting. Really, I know it's mm -hmm. really big, but, you know, the acting's not very professional, but the setup is. Well, have you done, like, pre-COVID, have you um, had, like, can, do you have a bad audition story? Oh there's my, nothing. I have. There's so nothing. I love more. many bad auditions. <laughs> I can't even. Oh Can you my. think of your worst, most painful moment in an audition? I mean, oh god. Okay, so I go to. I went to this audition. I, I'm not a good storyteller, too. I just say that. So <laughs> if it really starts to tank, you can just cut me off. But we'll jump in. We'll jump in. <laughs> this is so bad. I mean, the cool thing about it is that I recovered from it. I really thought that this is the end of my life, but. 
So I go to this, I get this audition and it's like the next day and it's like too much. I have a memorization problem. I can't remember anything and there's just no, nothing I can do. So I'm like, oh, I'm fucked, but I'll just go. Cause like, they're always, people are always like, just do it, just do it. You know? And <laughs> yep. you're like, I don't feel like this is good. This is a big opportunity for someone, not for me. So I go and then I immediately see like, all of these like other Asian women comedians that I know. So I start to feel sort of comfortable and I'm like, I'm not going to pay attention to when it's my time. I'm just going to try to get comfortable and talk to people. So I'm just like talking and I don't know the words or whatever. So I'm just like trying to <laughs> feel comfortable, you know, like, I just, and then, um, but no one, people are coming in and out, but you know, from what I understood from the paper it was like, it was like a straight to callback thing. So you're with the producer and the director, but no one told me who I'd be reading with or anything like that. And so then they're like, okay, Kyle. And I was like, what? Okay. But no one coming out was telling me what was going on. And then I get in not. there and it's like <laughs> Catherine Heigl and her face is so red. Like she looks like she just got like some kind of peel. <laughs> it's like really red I was like oh my god and she's like ha she introduces herself as Katie to make me feel comfortable but just not knowing this information I just got like very nervous because I was just like no one told me I was reading with the lady who this is with you know like no one someone should have said something so I'm like oh shit and so she has to like read with me like really close and there's this moment where like I'm supposed to touch her boob in it because that's, <laughs> oh, no. that's the comedy, you know, it's so funny sure. for a woman it's... to just touch a woman's boob. Oh, so... yeah, especially a celebrity. You got to feel them up. It's totally normal. Yeah. I was going to say, and especially when an Asian woman is doing it, you can tell that's why they, they are casting it that way. Yeah, it's like, OK, I'm supposed to be okay. Catherine Heigl's adopted sister. I think. Oh, OK, OK. That makes sense. So to touch her boobs so i'm like oh i know that's coming but i was so nervous i couldn't be like oh hey can i actually touch you or i just was too nervous so the moment came and i it's so bad when you can like hear yourself like you're hearing yourself act so you're just like uh, you hear it like oh i sound bad i sound bad and then that <laughs> moment came and then i was like oh don't do it so i was like no i'm not gonna do it and then i waited and then i did it <laughs> and then <laughs> they, there was another scene and they were like the thank you that's good leave and then she <laughs> drove off the lot and didn't read with anyone else oh no <laughs> <laughs> did so, you sexually harass her out of the room oh that's <laughs> i just i didn't know and then i was like did why did no one tell me who had come out like that she was there if i could touch her or oh was my rude. god and now, that's horrifying that is horrifying and, and she not looked fair she looked really mad too that i touched her well that <laughs> was say it. that was probably just the skin peel <laughs> she'd also had her boobs uh <laughs> chemically peeled so you think no one no one that day had had gone through with the boob caress you were the first or maybe you're supposed to, i had asked someone after and they're like yeah you should ask 
Yeah, but that's uh, hey. But it's it's important to say it's important to the casting director should have gone. No one's touching anybody today. That's all that the person in charge <laughs> should have reined that in or not. That's very strange. Like, and then you're already nervous. Here's what I hate about auditions. Now I'm going to fucking talk for 90 minutes because <laughs> just hearing this story is bringing up all these old, terrible feelings. It's you can't win. Like there's it's all you're always doing it wrong somehow. You're always you know what I mean? It's always that awful feeling. And I think people that are good at acting are the kind of people who can feel uncomfortable and have it not like directly hit them in the stomach you know but i don't think comics are like that because i think we're built differently and that's why we do the thing we can do and you can't just like turn around and like i can remember almost every audition because everyone was terrible and like i uh, like this isn't in in any way on par with (laughs) how close that was it's almost the opposite but i got an audition once for um Seinfeld the casting director called me on like a fr- directly like I had an agent but they called me directly and called me in and I kept going fuck you and hanging up and then the <laughs> guy would call back and go Karen it really is me and I thought it was a comic fucking with me so I kept going shut up I'm not you know whatever and they're like no 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 it like it was ridiculous I finally get there there's all these people there they're all talking to the walls. Some people brought their like <laughs> improv partner so that they had people. And it was literally two lines. And it was the uh, it was the follow up episode where, you know, Elaine and Seinfeld, um, Elaine dances super weird at the work party. So this was like supposed to be the next year's work party. And the the cater waiter recognizes her recognizes her as the weird dancer. So literally, you're supposed to walk up to her and say um, tapas or like, yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, it was. Um, sorry. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> now with I wanna... that word. Yeah, I hope, <laughs> I hope it tapas, wasn't tapas. It was, tapas? Uh, what are the, the fryers? The deep fried Mexican um, churros? No, it's the, with the meat in taquitos. Taquitos. Taquitos, I nailed it. <laughs> so the first thing you do is walk up to her and say taquitos. And then she's like, no, that's okay. And then you're supposed to go, um, oh, I remember you. You're the lady that danced weird. Because I think, I don't know. <laughs> so I finally get called in. The room is literally 10 times bigger than any audition room I've ever been in. There is an arc of literally 50 people. Jerry Seinfeld is at the top of the arc. Oh, I'm sure Larry Larry David was in there too, but it was too early to recognize you him. Because you're in too a high school in, gym. He, it was truly, they were like... I would say they were 75 feet away from me. It was crazy and gigantic. They're like, blah, 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 blah. And then the casting director's like, you're reading with me. And I'm like, okay. And so um, they, they're like, all right, start. And then I, so I turned around and walked up and I went, taquitos. And I gave it like a Spanish <laughs> accent. The entire room starts laughing. They go crazy. And then I was just, I just turned and watched them all because I was like, oh my God, I did. But I broke character entirely and just stared at everyone laughing. Laughing. And then when I went back and the casting director said the next line, I didn't know the next line. It was just one more line. And it was really easy and direct and about the thing. And I just was like, uh, oh, 
Oh, and you you're the lady them. that danced weird. And then the worst line reading of all time. And then, of course, I didn't get the part. But it was like one of those things are so close to glory. Like so like but it was no one said Jerry Seinfeld was going to be in the room. No one said 90 other people were going to be in the room. Like there was no preparation. And all the people going in and out were like high fiving each other and acting like they did a great job. So it was just this mind fuck like the entire way. And that was like the best case scenario of any audition that I ever did. They were always. I used to have people constantly go, okay, let's take it again. Could you be less angry this time? (laughs) I actually get that a lot. Do you? Yeah, because I just feel like I'm just, they're like, can you see more happy? No, I'm so unhappy right now. (laughs) Yeah, when someone's, can you say that while smiling? I'm like, who talks while smiling? (laughs) Serial, serial killers. No one talks while smiling. And and like the stress of an actual like on the lot audition is so uh, to me, it used to kill me. I would be by the time I got in that room, I was so livid, like I was being tortured by these people. And I'm like supposed to be up here pretending that it's all casual <laughs> where it's like, I'm trying to make rent, you motherfuckers, <laughs> you rich assholes. So stressful. Yeah. And so did Katherine Heigl ever sue you? <laughs> no, but it is weird. I broke out with the flu after. <laughs> like immediately after I went home and then I was like, well, I caught something. I don't know if that's from Katherine Heigl. Or- sure. No, <laughs> it's just I a classic, really sick. classic trauma flu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I had, I had a, the one time, this is an audition, but it was a, the only acting class I ever took in Austin, Texas. I mean, I was a kid. I was 24, 23. And I, it was a scene from Chasing Amy where, <laughs> uh, where Ben Affleck or Ben Affleck, however you say his name, kiss, kisses Jason Lee to convince, convince him he's gay. It's such a tone deaf movie. And this, it was a time where I was, you know, it was still the 90s. I was nervous about kissing, uh, 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 another boy, a man. Yeah, sure. yeah. I was, and uh, and in addition to that, he had vi- braces with uh, little hooks for his rubber bands, so it added to my fear. So okay. when, but I went to his apartment and we all we like practiced, and then I would just be like, and that's where I'll I'll kiss, I'll do the kiss, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. But in yeah, when we did the presentation for the class, I fully kit like I made out kissed him. <laughs> I, I went over the and she stopped me and said, "Oh no, no, you don't really have to kiss." She just assumed that I. It's the same. It's the boob touch. How would I know that I wasn't supposed to chip well, my also- teeth on his braces? By the way, I came in <laughs> with a nervous jolt, and I kind of. Uh, you know, our biggest fear with uh, kissing someone with braces, my first time. And I really, I really. Well, also in acting classes, they're always telling things like you have to be comfortable with your body and you have to be willing to do, you know, you're just the vessel or whatever. So I would think that the acting teacher would be, if you didn't kiss the guy, the acting teacher would be like, hey, it's not about you. You know what I mean? Like the idea that they would say that after the fact is like. Yeah. parameters these I, people I, I think she said it was a brave choice and <laughs> commended me and that's when i knew like oh i wasn't supposed to put my tongue in his mouth <laughs> i went all i didn't even like even if you had a real acting job and you're doing a love scene if it, you don't really they aren't really making in out love. they're doing like a 
open mouth. Hey, I met your husband at the rap party or whatever. Let's not really kiss. Let's Tom Cruise kiss where it's passionless. And, and <laughs> I'm getting it's I'm, I'm going into so much detail that I feel uncomfortable. You should. I think you should feel uncomfortable. I really, the, tongue, the tongue aspect changes it. I mean, I'm maybe I. Oh, I was exaggerating. I forgot. I, that was a joke. <laughs> no, I tongue kissed him. God darn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but hey, I just remembered she said it was brave. So take that, hey. you two. I'm and brave. I'm did brave. You get, and did did you um, graduate from that class? Did you get moved up? I to got. A... I got cast in Chasing Amy. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's soon to come out. Uh, I did. Yeah, I think I. I think I uh, with flying colors. Also, it was the day after nine eleven. That's when this happened. This was <laughs> September 12th, 2001. So no one's ever going to remember. No. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> I don't know when to get back to normalcy. They keep telling us to get back to normalcy. Let me start with thrusting my tongue into this <laughs> poor, unsuspecting actor's face. He liked it. He, he did. It. He must he have. Did. He did. He, he wanted must've. me to. <laughs> Kyle, since this is a car driving podcast, do you yes. have um a, like do you have a favorite car? Do you have a like a car that did you did you drive down here from San Francisco when you moved to LA? Like what's your car relationship? Are you passionate about driving? Am I passionate about cars? How do you feel about vehicles? Um, <laughs> no. I feel well, I'm really I'm prone to a lot of accidents. <laughs> I mean, I guess I shouldn't be proud of that, but I get to a lot of, I actually, this year I haven't, I think it's because of quarantine, but, um, so I've been pretty good. I used to have a car. Well, I used to smoke in this one car. And so that car really was like, Oh, sorry, my leg. I just got a cramp in my leg. Oh, oh um, no. Currently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. um, Walk it off. Oh, I got it. Okay, I'm good. See, that's how. That's what I did when I couldn't remember that guy's name. Yeah, I, exact, I thought you were doing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to talk about it. So. <laughs> that's um, your trauma. Yeah, I had so I had that car. It was like a Honda Civic, but I really like. It's really bad if you smoke in your car because it really it's crazy, but it really burns your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever, you know. Yeah. So you no, have the little, I used to. You yeah, have the, the little, little, like, when you hold it up, you can, like, if you touch the ceiling, that felt burns immediately, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. It had, like, little holes and it just smelled. Yeah. So, so then my new, I have a different car, but it's now it smells okay. But Although, I don't really, I like driving, but I'm not very, I guess I get into accidents. Well, yeah. it's just a practice thing. I mean, <laughs> You should just go, since we're in quarantine, go to an empty parking lot, lay yeah. down your own orange cones, and just do, just do a little practicing. Are the, are the, when you get in accidents, is it your fault? Or are they like rear-ending people and stuff? Yeah, typically it's my fault. And yeah. I, I don't know what it, I, I think it's that I'm, I'm like ADD. I yeah. just, well, actually my last accident was not my fault it was because literally a big piece of wood on the freeway <laughs> i drove into my car 
What? Wait, what? <laughs> As I was just driving and I want to say it was like a set of drawers or something. Oh, no. I guess I was just in the moment I was just like, oh, that's a paper bag or yeah. it's going to fly away so I could just drive into it. Yeah, well, the worst thing you can do is swerve right. and hit another car. So you did the right thing. Yeah. So that was that was nice because I could just, you know, it wasn't with someone else and I didn't have to feel, you know, I feel like I've gotten a lot of weird situations where with like people who are just strange. And I had this one time I got into an accident and this it was with a teenage girl and then her dad. I started crying and then the teenage girl started crying and then her dad came and he was like yelling at me. And then, so I was, I found this other guy and I'm like near the house and I was like, could you come and help? Can you pretend to be my dad? Like I need another, I need someone to be on my side. Dad energy on this side, please. Wait, where did you find this uh, surrogate dad? He was, cause I lived in like these little like bungalows. So it's just like a guy who, I think it was like who works on the property. It's just like, hey, can you come and help? Oh, that's amazing. And it was your fault or the teenage girl's fault? It was my fault, but it was she was kind of swearing at me. It got, it was very like verbal, like we were yelling at each other. It made yeah. me really like think about my life because I was like, I'm a lot older and why am I doing, why am I not handling this like an adult? So, you know. But it's scary. It's so, the last car accident I got into, I believe, I was in my Honda Fit and I was on turning up from a street onto Franklin. And I looked this way and there was no cars because it was like 1030 at night. I look to the left, there's no cars. I look to the right, there's a car waiting to turn left onto the street I'm on. So she and I were kind of staring at each other because I was like, I'm at the stop sign so she can go. But she wasn't going and she wasn't going. And so then she waved me to go. So I went and a car had been flying down Franklin and T-boned into my car because I didn't look again to the left. Because truly, the last time I looked, which was, say, five seconds before there was no car like on the horizon even so this car was going like 70 miles out an hour down franklin but still my fault because i didn't look to the left and it was like the the woman went like go go and i went and turned and then just all of a sudden i didn't hear anything whatever all of a sudden the inside of my car just had a bunch of smoke in it and i just kind of didn't know what was going on and my airbag had gone off So it was like the impact and everything. It was just like it was one of the weirdest experiences. And the idea that this guy hit me and his car, the way our both of our cars were made, because I had a Honda Fit and he had whatever he had. They just bounced off each other like that. So I had a big dent in my car and my airbag went off, but I was fine and he was fine and his car was absolutely fine. It was one of the weirdest things, but it was super loud. and. It was just shocking, like crazy shocking. And then he like and then the lady was like, that guy was speeding. And a lady pulled up and was like, 
that guy passed me back there. And she she was like, I will testify for you if you want me to, because that guy was driving erratically. And the, it was just a whole thing. It was so bizarre. It, a, an ambulance came and I was like, can you my arm feels weird. And the guy's like, your arm's not broken. You're fine. <laughs> like it was it was so dramatic. And yet nothing actually happened. Like, and it's all the fault of this, th- this random person that was giving you the go ahead. It kind of was her you fault. Never I don't know trust what she was doing. Strangers. Yeah, no, never. Just because someone's <laughs> waving you on. Yeah, that's the real point of my story because that was a long story for kind of nothing. Yeah, why? <laughs> but the point is, if somebody waves you to take a turn, don't just do it. You have to check your. That stuff happens so often where they're like, go, go. And I see them and they don't see that a car is coming. I'm like, what are you, are you trying to kill me? This is yeah. involuntary vehicular manslaughter. You are. This lady. Aiding tried to kill me. in a crime. <laughs> You're <laughs> aiding and abetting my death. <laughs> this this car wreck is turning into a citizen's arrest. <laughs> okay. That's what my I think. When I lived I, in Sacramento, I used to be, get into rear end accidents all the time because I sped constantly. So I would always be slamming on the brakes, locking up and slamming into the back of cars. I did it so many times that my mom made me move home from Sacramento. <laughs> it was the it city. It was the city. It was making me crazy. You just weren't ready. But there's sack. nothing. It's such a jarring, horrible experience. Like, yeah. it's so loud and it's so upsetting. And then you're right, Kyle. Like, you don't. It's the most random person you're now combined with. That's and the they're worst upset. Part. Yeah. And they're upset and you're upset. And they rarely act chill. Yeah. You know? well, yeah. Yeah. It's- that woman, the girl, the dad ended up showing up at my house trying to sue me. Oh my. Because God. he said it caused her trauma. So it was just like, I then I had to deal with this person. And then, you know, that's the thing I don't like is that you don't know who you're going to deal with. And right. it's gonna, they're going to be like, hey, let's just figure this out, like through insurance. And so, yeah, yeah that's what skews me out about stuff. Yeah, more often than not, that person's going to act like a unit lunatic, a eunuch, yeah. a unit lunatic, <laughs> a unitard wearing crazy person. They're, They're going gonna... to sing very high, like a castrati. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's what happens. <laughs> yeah, that Horrifying. is. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely the scariest. I don't. I just want to. I just stay in the car and say, "Let's call the police." <laughs> and and not deal with each other. I would rather do that because then they can deal. With, but in this city, but the police won't come they unless won't someone come. died. You have to yeah. lie and say your your femur bone is sticking out. Ugh. Sorry, sorry to be graphic, <laughs> but that's what I've learned. <laughs> well, they really won't come. No, I. Think I, I- and that's mm-hmm. when when Karen and I started this podcast, I had I was just on the heels. I talked about it the first 10 episodes, but I was I was in more a rear end accident where I was at that. a light in the same car that she in that in a Honda fit. And the same thing happened. It got squished, but I was fine. There was smoke. And uh, but I I we called the police and they just said, we are too busy deal with it yourself and so the tow truck driver of all people was like take a picture of the guy's license take a picture of any insurance cards he and gave me a ride he saved the day this nice uh man from russia i should thank him but i don't know how but he acted like my dad (laughs) he was my russian dad that day (laughs) 
Everyone should have AAA. It's not that expensive. Yep. I do. I learned my lesson. It's very helpful, especially if you have a car that isn't um, doesn't have a warranty or isn't on the newer side yeah. or isn't a Honda. I'm such a believer in Hondas yeah. because yeah, you really they, they last forever and they be- they rarely break down. But if yep. you have a different kind of car, then you need you need to be able to call a tow truck guy because yeah. they will help you. They will. And in my case, even emotionally. Maybe more so. (laughs) Can you give my heart a lift? Did you, (laughs) Kyle, are you from the Bay Area or am I just assuming that because I, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm from, I was born in, my parents are still in San Francisco, Uh but I just have been out here for a really long time. So when I started comedy, I would go back a lot. So a lot of times people thought I was started in the Bay Area, but actually started here. Oh, really? Yeah. Which was like hard and terrible. <laughs> well, yes. if I agree, there is nowhere that scares me more than uh, San Francisco for driving. Just all I, oh, I don't really? think I would. I would rather drive in New York City. Yeah, just all the, the hills. Sto- yeah, to stop oh. at the at the apex of an incline, <laughs> and where where everyone is rolling backwards to start up again nothing scares me more than like being stopped on an incline i don't yeah it made me not granted most people I was, who drive in this city know not to like that's the thing about it is you learn from other drivers you don't pull right up to the back of somebody if you're on a hill yeah you give people like Space. you know half a car length to roll a little bit yeah i mean that's you know you learn as yeah. you go i drove so much when i lived in the city I drunk drove around. <laughs> it, it, people frown on it, but it is a way to get good at driving. It, it really. <laughs> I'm not bragging or anything, but it is. I'm not saying it is a hard city. It's also hard when there's um, because the streetcar tracks. Sometimes oh, yeah. you don't know where you're like, I'm trying to turn left, but is it there? And am I is this right? And, you know, like it messes up the line sometimes, but. There's also yeah. the added fear of there is very high voltage of live electricity right under those tracks. Does anyone ever worry about that? Isn't it up? Yeah, is I it think up? it's, it's, it's yeah, up. not underneath. There okay. could be, yeah, well, electricity on there from them running over them. Right. It's oh, it's, like static electricity. <laughs> it conducts so static. Those tracks. <laughs> just friction. There's kind of just electricity in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I'm I will forever be afraid of going over those tracks, at least in bare feet (laughs) (laughs) or on a narrow wheeled bicycle. So, Kyle, so you're down here. What um, if you're not doing comedy on Zooms? What have you been doing with your quarantine time? Wow. I mean, it's not like not a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've been watching like. I feel like I've been watching every movie yeah. out there. I mean, I have a dog. I got a dog and that's sort of like taken up a sizable amount of my time. That yeah. I mm-hmm. think about it or I'm like, wow, if I didn't have this dog, I probably would have like lots of t- more time. But yeah. the dog is taking up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think in any other situation I'd be able to take care of like a really young dog. So yeah, I have a cute little. His name's Clam. Um, <laughs> That's a great dog name. That's a really His good name. His name's Clam, and he's, uh, you know, it's really nice because I always 
this is really weird. This is, I'm sure you guys are not going to believe this is true, but it really is true. When I was in middle school, my good friend in middle school said to me, um, you really could use an animal to like love, like you need to love something. <laughs> I swear to God, it doesn't sound real, but someone in middle school said, I think you could do well do some good for you to like love something who is this child therapist <laughs> yeah really was it an indigo child you went to school with what the hell but i genuinely now that i have a dog i'm like oh i think she was right that like sixth I, grader was on to something yeah, yeah. i really like could you i it's really helpful for me to have like this thing that i take care of so yeah i, like I, th- I, I seriously it's thought true. about getting a dog or a cat at the beginning of quarantine and didn't because i'm not supposed to but i could have gotten away with it uh but i'm like you now i'm just watching every show knowing that it will be a bad made for tv jason statham action film i still watch everything but in the beginning i was discovering new hobbies I, i'm just i've gone downhill I'm really, I've, I've, I really was looking forward to how I would find myself during this thing, but. I think you have time though, buddy. I think you have at least one more year. This late in the game? No joke. Yeah. It's not late. I think we should. I'm just saying if you wanted to get into like knitting or if you did want to adopt an animal, you'll find that you have the time i think I'll i don't think it's ending anytime well, soon but, since people but, yeah are still going to restaurants and shit like yeah how can it end do you, you live with your, with your with your boyfriend kyle i that's a crazy thing too we didn't <laughs> <laughs> we didn't i mean we had known each other for six months oh wow Aww, i love it and so it was really just like you know, it, it's like worked out, you know, I think what That's helps good. is he's not in comedy. So he does his, you know, thank God. Thank God. You know, so it's like, <laughs> it feels, I feel like, honestly, I've been, I used to talk about how I kind of dreamt of this, like Martha Stewart, like other life. <laughs> so I feel like weirdly it's like so separate from comedy. I feel like I've been living like some sort of like non comedy life yeah (laughs) and maybe that's good i think that is i think it really is whether you pinpoint it it is good for us it is i've i've i'm in when this started i was like oh i don't think i like myself well enough to be a catless uh (laughs) home dweller and i've been really impressed with my ability to enjoy this whole thing have have you has that been the case for you kyle are you kind of like yeah i needed this in a weird way yeah yeah i do i mean it's just like a reason to sort of like really disconnect i mean i'm really like so anti-social i don't go to parties i even if it's a good friend they'll usually be like i understand (laughs) so like i honestly this has not been that hard for me yeah i'm actually scared of when it comes back because i don't think i think i've lost a lot of skills that i was trying to develop yeah and now i'm like i think i'm gonna be very weird everybody else will too though that's the good news is everyone's lost skills everyone no one knows how to interact anymore like keep in mind that you're not the only one yeah but it's a weird it's a weird and i think healthy combination of everyone's going to be out of practice 
But looming all, uh, we all feel like once things are normal, we have to at least try. You're going to make yourself go to parties now. And oh, everyone's no. going to be, everyone's going to be bad at it. And no, it's going to be no. great. No yeah. one's going to know how to talk. Kyle, People are gonna just going to be spilling, you go to parties. Yeah, spilling drinks. I don't know. It's really weird because I'm like, I'm at an age where I feel like I should have some but I literally, I forget how to speak. Like I get very strange. Like just, I don't, it's very weird. I can't, it's just something that I don't have. I just, I don't know what, I'm better one-on-one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I don't trust anyone that is better uh, with groups. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta nail the one-on-one thing first. It's the most important one. I was just talking to my friend about this because they were like, it was somebody talking about how everyone hates parties. Like people love to say, oh, I, I can't I deal it. with parties, but everybody feels that way. And you have to kind of remember that that's what going it because I I skipped everything I was invited to for the like past five years. But then I moved into a new house and I like it so much that I wanted people to come over. So I started having parties and they were really fun. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the party person that like constantly is having these parties and, you know, the rotating um, invite list where it's like this person should meet this person and be like a real salon you know, <laughs> holder of a salon or whatever, which is like the it, literal opposite of the way I'd been living for probably six years before that. Um, but it is the thing kind of thing where you just like if you can go in knowing everyone else feels as bad as you do and they're they're also trying to power through, then it makes it feel it's like it's very I used to always just be like, they're all so good at it and they're all so natural or whatever. And it's like you have to remember people are on tons of pills, people are, are miserable, they hate themselves so much, uh, everyone's very lonely, and they're just doing their fucking best. most people drag themselves to parties. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Now Everyone, it's out in the open that we all feel that way. We're yes. all popping pills. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to pill party. Go to these you awkward parties. You have to take a Xanax when you walk in the door. No one's going to be good <laughs> at it anymore. It's Mm-mm. great. There's no pressure. You got to go to these parties, Kyle. As so, soon as small talk, <gasps> everyone's going to be the most awkward. No, <laughs> no small talk. Can't think of anything to say. Yeah. Come on. My yeah. friend says that because I told my friend who's really social. I was like, what should I, how do I conquer this? And she's like, just smile. So that's. <laughs> So I just like to, I just go I'll go to a party just to smile. Does it work? <laughs> just smile and bring an animal. Is it the same kid? <laughs> well, I think like she just meant like it then it's just like you look at least inviting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're, yes. Sometimes too, I don't know if you've ever done this trick cuz I also wear glasses. If I am I know I'm going to be nervous, I just take my glasses off so I can't see details of people's oh, face. Wow. And it really works because what my problem is is I see a react I see a facial expression and immediately fill in the blank of what's happening where it's like that guy hates me so much I mean I must have said something rude to him in the 90s and I did like this whole craziness where it's like when my glasses are off it's truly just like kind of like a little circle floating in front of me where I'm just like I don't know friend or foe can't tell everything's possible like it really it makes a huge difference yeah you just just you Mr. Magoo your way through all the parties? I do, which is kind of like what drinking is, except for I don't drink anymore. But I think that's why some people pre 
you know, they pre-party before they go somewhere where it's like, well, if you can't do that, you can just take your glasses off and then you, it, <laughs> just, just act like you walls. love it. <laughs> just put your hands out a lot and people look like, look at her. She's so glamorous. It'll look like you're doing something interesting. Yeah, just close your eyes, close your eyes and smile and just walk around a party and feel it out. That's Tell people it. you're like a dancer or something where you're just like... She's, I'm from New York. She's so whimsical. <laughs> oh, look at her. She's already. I'm a. So you're a performance art. You're doing a site specific performance art piece at the party. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, parties. I'm going to go to all of them. I'm going to act so cool at that party. <laughs> <laughs> at every party that we go to. Um, is there anything you want to plug, Kyle? Yeah. Like a, a thing that you have done that you want people to know about? Uh, Derek Stead. I, you're in Derek Stead. I just put it together uh, a second ago, but I didn't want to. No. <laughs> didn't you? I love that what? movie. You don't like that it? movie? I, you, are you, she's the delivers ashes to, in this. Uh, it's, you're great in it. And it's a, it's a very memorable part, but. Like the perfect thing to be in a movie where you're in it for just a moment, but it's very memorable the way you just nonchalantly deliver these ashes and let him know with no emotion that his friend has died. <laughs> uh, Whose movie is it? I don't know how good my acting was. In you that, were great in it. Yeah. I didn't you. know you. Yeah. I didn't know who you were. And I was like, who's that? She's great. Thank yeah, you. it's like he's being served, but he's being served, Ash. Who? Whose movie um, is this? I, is, um, I, it's Kurt. a name, Kurt. Kurt Neal. Kurt Neal. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's called Derek's Dead. She's oh, in it. Kurt Anna Sarajina. AKA Andy Wood, um, Mirror Andy Wood. Exactly. He's the one that looks exactly like Andy Wood. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, does he? He Weird. really does. He does look like Andy Wood. Okay. It's this thing. That, it's this. Because I know Andy Wood, but I I don't know Kurt Neal. But then I've seen Kurt Neal and thought Andy Wood was being rude to me. And oh, then realized, funny. oh, we don't know each other. And that's not Andy Wood. Oh, that's happened to me so many times. Yes. Bizarro, <laughs> uh, Andy Wood wrote and directed and I think directed this movie. And I very much enjoyed it. Uh, and you were great. Not Thank that you. that's your plug. I didn't mean to hijack your plug. <laughs> I know okay. what you're plugging. <laughs> I don't. Well, shoot. Well, Anna and Sarah Gina and I will have a podcast, which I'm excited about. But it's I don't know when that's going to come out. But it's investigate investigation investigative. Okay. In and, uh, investigate. What are you investigating? Um, Tell us the title. Well, <laughs> the way we pitched it was like we. We're like, we want to investigate the shit you're too scared to investigate. And um, so it's like, it's, it's like mundane mysteries. So why, you know, a quarantine one, why do some people wear masks and some people wear bandanas? Like <laughs> 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 is a personality thing or. And you'll uh, have experts on. Yeah, mask we just. We want to go undercover a lot and also like give people things in like, you know, manila envelopes and, yes. <laughs> you know, take pictures of spy on people. So do you, 
Do you have like a beige raincoat that you're gonna wear? Hopefully, yeah. yeah. We'll okay, good. <laughs> you should do, do oh, hats. Yeah, yeah, dress like McGruff the crime dog. Yeah. Will you let us know when that gets launched? Will you yeah. let us know so we can tell our listeners now you can listen to it? Yes. Do you think it'll be within the next year of quarantine? I hope we've like kind of planned out all the episodes. We just have to get out into the field. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All your that's work gonna, is done. Yeah. That's going to be a big part. But of hopefully it. we're, I think we're going to be able to do it through quarantine, but I don't, you know, hopefully, but yeah, hopefully I'll let you know when it's out. Yeah. When it's out or when it's about to be released, you and Anna should come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. We haven't had Anna like yet. A, Yes, I, I like she's having her around because she's like a little more um, spicy than me. So it really helps you <laughs> she know, bring has. out my confidence because she's <laughs> sort of like, you know, like that's why we're good friends because she's kind of like the, you know, personality and I can just sort of sit back. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're doing good. Though. When I first oh, met you. her, I was like, she is zesty. That's how I remember saying that. You got some she zest. Is fucking hilarious she funny. makes me laugh so hard and her twitter is so good she's very funny let's Don't. plug anna saragina's twitter <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry to disappoint both of you but she is my favorite i agree uh thank you for being on kyle it was thank very you fun so much. yeah that was you. delightful nice to see you too yeah, I hope you guys are doing good. And I, I am. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you know, not really, but we'll talk about it a different day. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll hear, we'll hear who ruined that show. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stay Maybe on we'll the leak Zoom. It. We'll leak it. Stay in the on future. the Zoom and I'll tell you the whole story. <laughs> I do want to know. Uh, you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride, everybody? D-Y-N-A-R! <laughs> are you leaving or are you way back home either way we want to be there doesn't matter how much baggage you claim give us a time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn Uh, with Karen and Chris.